I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Boom! DDT! Nothing. What have you been doing today? Uh, today I've been uh, doing a little uh, Christmas shopping. And uh, besides that, just hanging out. I just put up the, some new Christmas lights for the season. Nice. In the uh, apartment. Oh, in the apartment or on the... Uh, do you have a deck? No, no deck. Okay. So you strung them up around the uh, edges, of, like from corner to corner, all the way around the room? Oh, yeah. Nice. So did you save some of that Christmas shopping for the Northwoods Mall, though? Yeah, there'll be uh, there'll be some shopping that'll have to be done there. Okay. What presents, what gifts, uh, who'd you get the gifts for today? I got some gifts for, um, JNN. I got some gifts for, uh, uh, the nephews. Nice. I think that's, yeah, Jane and the nephews, yeah, they got some gifts. As long as you saved a little room for old Northwoods Mall. Oh, for sure. It'll be Christmas Eve Northwoods, too, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you're coming in Sunday, correct? Yeah. What time are you getting in? Uh, I think 6. Okay. I'm going to have to double check on that, but I'm pretty sure like 6 or 7. I, I want to say 6. So when's the Bears game Sunday? That's when I'm flying, actually. Ooh, that's a bummer. That is a bummer. Speaking of the Bears, how about them Bears? How about them Bears? That had to, was that the biggest win since Lovey Smith era? Easily, right? That win? Yeah. I mean, the competition wasn't superb, but the, the no. win as a Bears fan. Yeah, I mean the feel of it. I mean the fact oh, yeah. that they, they beat the Packers to get into the playoffs, locked it down. I mean the overall feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me, me and uh, Adam and Jason, we watched that shit uh, in the belly of the beast at uh, Badgers, the Packers bar. Yeah, I heard. I heard he still played the Bear Suck song like a corporate lackey. He did. What? Because Adam's the manager of this Packers bar, even though he's a diehard Bears fan, he uh, as soon as the game, as the final whistle sounded, he he pops on the Bears still suck on the goddamn jukebox. It's a shame. I, I, I gave I gave him a mouthful as a as a as a patron of the bar. Yeah, I gave I gave him a mouthful of what I feel because I'm there 
I'm there whatever day of the week. I'm not there just on Sundays like these these cheeseheads coming in here. No. <laughs> You're in there getting a cherry pepper. Yeah, you're damn right. So the cherry pepper is a cherry Dr. Pepper, which is really revolutionary. Do they sell that in a can? Probably, but it's not the same. No, no, no. We're talking about a bar-fixed cherry pepper. Yeah, with the grenadine. Yeah. Dr. Pepper, grenadine, delicious. Yeah. I had to get one during TLC, actually. I ran out of drinks at the house. I had nothing. No water. I mean, obviously I had tap water, but, you know... Usually drink the reverse osmosis like a real millennial douche, and uh, so I wasn't gonna go for the tap. So I had to go to the gas station to get some water. And as I was there, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to get a, a cherry pepper. But obviously they didn't have grenadine, so I had to do half regular pepper, half cherry coke. Interesting. So like a like what we used to call a black gold. What, what was the, was that the original Black Gold? Well, Black Gold, I thought, was just a nickname for Dr. Pepper originally. <laughs> no, I think it was... I don't know. Maybe I always just did it with the Cherry Coke. But anyway, Cherry Pepper's the way to go. Hell yeah, man. I, I get down with the Cherry Pepper. So, you'll miss the Bears game, but you'll be here for the next one. Yeah. And that'll be... Who's it? The Vikings? Yeah. So this is the 49ers. Right? Uh, yeah, th- this is in, in San Francisco. Okay. I-, I don't even know the Bears' plans. Like, are they fucking shooting for the for that bye week, or what are they doing with this? Yeah, I don't think they're benching anybody. Okay. Yeah, I think they're still playing. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go Bears, bruh. I was super excited. We had a uh, me, Briggs, and Wolf hung out at uh, Wolf's house. Briggs made some delicious wings. I brought a little nice. spinach and artichoke dip. <laughs> we really did it big, but it was it was delicious, and what a hell of a day. Hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Opposite is the Bulls, but we'll get to that in the Bulls update. We sure will. So... Um, today we'll talk about, we'll do a TLC recap, quick Raw and SmackDown, and then get into your 30 second Bulls update, and then the Hardcore Holidays Part 3. Sounds good, dude. Part 3 of 4, correct? Uh, yeah, there should be one more. Yeah, there's only one more week left in December. Nice already. A December to remember. So, if anybody's listening out there and you like what the fuck is going on, you could give us a follow or a subscribe or a rate or whatever you want to do. Do it now. Hit do, pause and do it now. <laughs> do it now. Instagram, Apple Podcast, iTunes. My heater just turned off and I realized that it was extremely loud in the background. <laughs> Um, so TLC was pretty sweet. What did you think? What, give me a five-star rating before we start off here. Five-star rating. Let me get back into the swing of things. Have a five-star rating? What's a five-star? Like WrestleMania 2001? <laughs> uh, five, yeah, five would be extremely high regards. I don't think, okay. I don't think you're going to go anywhere near five. 
No, I don't think so either. Um, let's see, I had a couple good matches. I'll, I'll, let's let's dig down the match, and I'll get to, I'll get to my ratings afterwards. Okay. Well, the first half, we don't have to go through all of them. Uh, I just want to touch on the stuff that we thought was was good. Um, the first half was told. It was a, it was a story of two halves. The first half wasn't so good. Second half was a lot better as far as the whole show, you know, as a whole. Um, from the first half, though, I did like the the tag team match was pretty good. The New Day Usos bar match, which is to be expected. Um, but it, it it had us wondering why is this always a flaw in the in the tag team triple threat match that you know why would you know the, the first two teams start. Why would you ever tag in that third team? Yeah, uh, the thing makes no sense. Like, I don't know why they just don't have it a triple threat where the people can tag their partners in. Is that, is that too much to ask? Like, well, what's the, what's the issue with that? Yeah, like one person from each team starts and they can just tag in their uh, team as they go, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. And because... Yeah. Because, um, yeah, th- there has to be a forced entry. There has to be a backslap tag. Yeah, a blind tag, or like we remembered, it It always just goes to awry. Like, the first half of the match, they're actually tagging in their teammates, and the second half of the match is always just chaos. Yeah, pure chaos. Which, it's, it's triple threat, so there's no DQ, right? That's the other thing. They they don't they don't play that aspect. So yeah, that's interesting to me. Didn't like what was the tornado tag? Tornado tag's just everyone in. Yeah, so there's no tag. So in this case to be all six people in the ring. So did they use did they always do triple threat tags like this or is this new? Well, the only triple threat tags that stand out to me from back in the day are the actual TLC matches and that Obviously, you don't have uh, tagging in a TLC match. No. Um, but you think they would have had to done it at some point. I feel like they used to do the opposite way, like I was saying. Like a triple threat. Because I'm trying to remember if there was ever a match with the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Like that was that was traditional, you know. Like this one, triple threat tag team. Yeah, you, like there had to be. But you would think, but I don't. I don't recall them having this wacky rules, and I know I, like those rules would have stood out to me as a kid. Like that's that's weird. Yeah, like how's that guy? How's that guy gonna get in? It's always yep. just a back slap, or or it just goes to shit, and everything goes awry, and everything people just do whatever they want. Exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, that one's winner. the The bar retained that one uh, via bro kick by Sheamus. And I think, did you predict that one? I think you got that one right, didn't you? Yep, bar retained. Yep, that was where I went on a flyer and wanted the new day to win. Uh, yeah. Are you gonna mention the first match at all? The only reason I want to mention is because of the silly stipulation they threw in. Oh, yeah, I skipped over. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Um, this so, is a weird starter match, first off, but go ahead. Well, I think they, like, they're doing these weird start matches because, like, they let you watch the first match for free, and then Cole gets on the mic, and he's like, If you'd like to continue with WWE TLC, join us on the network. So they're trying to, like, suck people into buying it. Yeah. But it's made for some weird first matches. So, yeah, the opening match on the card was uh, Fabulous Truth versus Mahalisha. So this is the Mixed Mixed Match Challenge Finals. Uh, Fabulous Truth, Carmella and R-Truth, and then Mahalisha, Jinder Mahal, and Alicia Fox. And the stipulation, and I don't, did we ever find out if this was always a stipulation or they just threw this in here? I think they just threw it in. I don't recall this from last year. So the uh, winner of the Mixed Match Challenge, uh, the winner receives 30th entry in their respected, um... Royal Rumble matches. So the guy will get 30th entry in that Royal Rumble. And the female will get 30th entry in the women's Royal Rumble. So, like, when they said that, I'm like, what? Why isn't there more important... Like, why isn't there bigger stars in this match? Like, that's huge. Yeah. Totally. So, I don't know. It was super weird. Like, so that one... um, Winner by Code of Silence... Which I didn't even know that was a move, but uh, fabulous truth. So Mella submits Alicia Fox. Did you know about it was called the Code of Silence? Nope. I gave up uh, with special moves. Like, ever since I got back into wrestling, I'm terrible with specials. I used to have them down pat. (laughs) But I'm going to call it what I want to call it. Yeah. For the most part. Unless it's something obvious, you know. Code of Silence. So now, what is the cut of silence exactly? Isn't it the one where he, she like wraps her her legs around their neck and just squeezes? Sounds a little erotic. It does. But uh, <laughs> a, a leg choke, if you will. Pretty much, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the that's the code of silence. Okay. Which I've seen it before, but I didn't know that's what it was called. But yeah, I, I'm. So our truth and Mellow won, and they'll get the thirty spots. As we go, th- as we've gone through the week, I've been thinking, and our truth is gonna somehow, like they already picked a vacation to be uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. World, our truth cho- chose Stanford, Connecticut, which I believe is where WWE headquarters is, right? Yep, and sorry, I forgot to mention that. So the other stipulation was they want a free vacation, which is just weird, but go on. Yeah, so uh, R-Truth already pulled that little that little stunt, and Mello was pretty bummed about that. Uh, I think he will get at least give away his own 30th pick somehow in, in some sort of shenanigan, and he might give away Carmella's too, because R-Truth at number 30... Yeah, and you're announcing it over a month in advance. Like, why? Yeah, it's, it's well. Even if that doesn't happen, like it's going to be some kind of comedy shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. If if he goes through with the thirtieth pick, he'll probably like come out first and just think like he's thirtieth from the end or something like that. You know? Yeah, and then they'll they'll take his thirtieth spot away or something. Yeah. Yeah, something will happen. It, it, it's definitely. 
it's definitely going to be a comedy spot for sure. But yeah, I mean, I think they should have like that. That's a good way to make this thing like actually matter. But they should have done it like maybe we're just ignorant. And they did do it at the beginning, but like they should have made it like a point at the beginning that this was the stipulation and had like serious people do it. Yeah. But who knows? So that that's the first match. Second match was the New no, Day. Yep, the tag. Then you had the Baron Corbin, um, Braun Strowman match, which I was disappointed. So in this one, it ends up that uh, Braun Strowman comes out, but he's got the cast on. And when he first came out with the sling on, like I was just, I just really wanted him to beat his ass with one arm. You know what I mean? That's with, what, yeah, that's what I thought was gonna go down. And that would have been hilarious. It's just the sling. Yeah. Um. But that's not what happened. Nope. So, uh... You want to take it through it? Yeah, Baron, uh... Cuts a promo at the beginning. Rings the bell, expecting to get the count out. He's waiting for the ref to count to ten. Braun Strowman music hits. He barrels down to the ring. Uh, arm in a sling from his, sol- his shoulder surgery. Can't compete. Um... So what does he do after that? He call, who oh he calls since it's a no DQ match he calls out people from the locker room right? Yeah, somehow he he, he just addresses the fact it's no disqualification. Okay, so then a bunch of Baron Corbin haters come out. So we had uh, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, um, Apollo Crews. Jesus Christ, I keep getting Bobby Roode and Bobby Lashley confused. This is two weeks in a row. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, Roode, Gable, um, oh, Apollo Finn. Cruz, and then yeah. Finn, Balor. Finn Balor. Yep, so they come up, beat the hell, and uh, Heath Slater was the ref of this match, right? That, that was another thing that they added on uh, throughout the match. Okay, so then Heath becomes the... So Heath's one, supposed to be one of Baron's uh, little peons. So Heath yep. Slater's ref in the match. Uh, all those guys come out and just beat the shit out of Baron Corbin. Heath Slater joins in on the fun. When it's all said and done, Baron Corbin just puts his big old country foot on his chest and gets the one, two, three. So Baron's got a title shot versus Brock at the Royal Rumble. You, you, you switched names there. Oh, uh, what'd I say? You're saying Baron won and got the title shot. Oh. <laughs> okay. Braun. Just, just for clarification's sake, it's Braun. <laughs> yeah. That's the event. And Braun has the title shot. Braun so got the pin. Swerve. That would be quite a swerve. So yeah, Braun gets the pin. Braun gets the title shot versus Brock. You got Baron, Brock, and Braun. It's getting a little crazy. Yeah, a lot of bees. <laughs> Big baller brand. So, my question is, there was never anything above the ring. Yeah, this was, um, uh, I guess they probably had to do TLC matches now that they have a TLC pay-per-view. Like, when we stopped watching, they probably had to do pinfall TLCs for these kind of occasions. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. At all. Yeah, there's got to be something swinging. Yeah, that's basically just a hardcore match where they provide you with some weaponry. So I you thought, know. yeah, I thought that was weird. 
Uh, like you said, like you mentioned, there's no TLC aspects at all in this match. Yeah, exactly. Was there even a chair use? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. It's just a four on one beat, five on one beat down. I think so, but yeah, there was no, there was no table. Definitely wasn't a table, or no? Yeah, no, no table, right? Not to my knowledge, but it's getting foggy. Yeah, I was pretty upset about. Uh, I mean, I I understand the outcome and everything, but it was just kind of a. It was kind of a bummer. I really wanted to see him just beat beat his ass with one arm and then get the win. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's... Uh, where's my binder, damn it? What's up next? Get that wrestling binder out, damn it. Um, uh, next was the tables match. Oh, yeah. Between uh, Natty Ice and Ruby Riot. Yep. And uh, Ruby, the rest of the Riot Squad's out there, correct? Yeah. This this was a weird one. <clears throat> there was a part where uh, Ruby couldn't set up the table, like she was having a lot of lot of trouble, just struggling. And oh, yeah. uh, she finally gets it up, and then Natty just like tips it over. I think she thought like it wasn't set up straight, so it wasn't going to be safe. So she just like kicked, tipped it over with her hand, like after all that struggling. Uh, it's something like that. Like I thought it was all accidental. No, but... you can no, you can tell she grabbed it and just flipped it back over. Like the le- the leg of the table wasn't kicked out all the way, so I oh, think yeah, that's right. That yeah. So I think she didn't think it was safe to do the move. And then she did it again when the, the uh. Final, actually, the final spot to win the match. So, um, Natalia ends up putting Ruby Riot through a table with a power bomb off the second rope, and uh, it was pretty funny. Like Natty had her on her shoulders, and she like turned her, and you could see her eye like looking over her ass, like making sure you know the table was in the right spot and everything was gonna go yeah. smooth. Yeah, remember, remember a look back. Yeah, it was hilarious. It reminded me of our backyard wrestling, something we would have done. Yeah. <laughs> was there any heavy chatter in this match? I thought there was heavy chatter, but maybe I'm confusing with something else. Oh, uh, no, I don't think this was it. There was a there was a guy in the audience when she couldn't when uh, Ruby Wright couldn't get the table upright. He was like, "Get it together." <laughs> So no, I don't. I don't think there was any any. Uh, there was one match in here. I think we'll get. I think I wrote it down. We'll get to one where one of the the, the ladies were talking way too loud. Oh, it was the TLC match. Yeah. <clears throat> so next we had Finn Balor uh, versus Drew McIntyre in a singles match. The same guy that yelled "Get it together" yelled at Drew McIntyre and said, "Go back to Impact." Yeah, when he was like on the on the second rope, so that guy was making his voice heard. He was pretty loud. Hell yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dolph. So, not too much to say about this match. I remember uh, Finn Balor won right with his uh, coup de gras. Yep. 
and then Dolph Ziggler came in, and uh, or no, Dolph Dolph came in before that, didn't he? I, I don't have it written down as any outside interference, so I want to say at least his music hit because I know he came in mid match. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm just thinking. No, I think he comes in. Uh, he tries to get. Doesn't he? Didn't he try to get the super kick? Drew avoided it. Uh, Drew got the upper hand, brings the steel chair into the ring, and then uh, Finn Balor drop kicks the chair into Drew, and then hits the coup de gras. Is this behind the ref's back or something? Yeah. I don't remember an unconscious ref. The distracted ref? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. This, this is what I'm remembering. Okay. We'll have to, we'll I, don't know why, I don't know why TLC is so foggy for me, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not remembering this match too well. Well, it's, there was... A- ho, 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 ho. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ho 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 Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Ton of matches. There was twelve matches. That's true. This is another, this next one's another one. The Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton chairs match. I remember Rey Mysterio riding the the uh, chair like a sled when he did yeah, his. Yeah, he, uh, he boogie boarded that some bitch. Yeah, he was doing his thing where he does a baseball slide out of the ring to the splash, but this time he put a chair under him and just boogie boarded all the way out. Landed yeah, on that's the highlight of it, I think. Oh, for sure. Landed on Orton with the chair. That was definitely the highlight. Um, so Rey Mysterio steals this one with a roll-up. Hell yeah, a couple underdogs winning. Because, uh, like we said, Finn won last match. And then uh, and you got Ray Ray over Orton. Yeah, the Which f- I, I, you can argue if Ray's an underdog to Orton, but that's that's the vibe you get. Oh, for sure. It's still the the big guy versus the small guy. Yeah. Yeah the uh, the Finn win is pretty crazy because he he never wins at pay per views. No. And then he's gonna win versus Drew McIntyre. It's so, odd. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't see that one coming. No. <clears throat> So after uh, Ray versus Orton shares match, you get the Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. So this was my first, this is the first match of the night. I was super, like, I had a good time watching. I think this was the first really good match. Uh, I, I would agree with you, yeah. So this begins the second half of the show, which was a lot better. Um, Ronda did this sweet, do you remember the, it was like, Nia was going for a suplex, and she did, like, this sweet reversal where she, like, just contorted really awkwardly and then landed on Nia's back. Um, that was pretty cool. There was a uh, sit-down powerbomb by Nia Jax that looked pretty mean. Like, one of those classic ones where they pick him up from, like, Ronda was on her back, and she picks him up, and they say, Oh, look at the strike, the Nia Jax! 
And then she does the sit down <laughs> power bomb. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Like Ronda, power bomb. yeah, Ronda looked pretty good. She did a flying splash to the outside. Wasn't it to the outside? Yeah, that one was that one was uh, super super duper. That yeah, uh, <laughs> like there, there's no give in that. From what I remember, am I remembering it correct? The yeah. one to the outside. Yeah, no, like, for she sure. She came barreling in. It was just yeah. stopping her, so like it was it was a hard smack. Yeah, it was it was all out for sure. That looked sweet. That was that might have been my favorite spot of the match. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, you know, it's, it's a good match, don't get me wrong. Uh I don't know. With Naya it's it's, it's, it's always going to be a little bit of a slow burner for a little bit. Oh, yeah. That, that's your style. It's like, you know, Samoa Joe. Same style. Yeah, I think she looked around. Like, like you said, it wasn't an amazing match, but it was straight. I liked how uh, uh, Ronda talked shit to Tamina before putting the arm bar on. Like, it was kind of corny, but for once she, like, actually didn't talk the entire match and it made it more meaningful. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, A little less shatter throughout. The match itself is only 11 minutes. Less than 11 minutes. Really? Yeah, and I'm surprised that Tamina didn't get involved. No, never did. Nope, just out there staring ugly. No, yeah, she should... Like, they're heels. Why Why aren't they doing heel shit and just dominating people? Yeah, they just come out there and look. It's weird. Like, I didn't expect her to win against Ronda Rousey, but at least make it difficult. Yeah. So, of course, Ronda wins that one via armbar and return, retains the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, up next is the, uh, the Fickle Pickle versus Styles. Yep, WWE Championship. It's a good one. Yeah, this this was the definitely this was the second best match of the night for me. It was this, and then the TLC match. Um, but did you notice Daniel Bryan changed his uh, his his submission? What was it called? Now it's called the lapel lock. Oh, it used to yeah, be. Yeah, what, what does that mean? It used to be the yes lock, right? Yeah. So the lapel lock, I'm assuming it's because like. That's where the lapel of your shirt is, right? Oh. When I heard it at first, I'm like, what is that, his hometown or something? Yeah, I'm going to double check that, but I'm pretty sure, like, it's it's near your... Or no, no, no. This is the part that's, like, on the suit jacket around your neck going down. Oh, for fancy pants. They're the flaps. The flaps, Okay. The jacket flaps. We all know about jacket flaps. <laughs> jacket flaps, if you will. Uh, but now I don't we understand. Start calling it. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. Huh? I said, okay. <laughs> let's let's time out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, go for it. I would like to make a side note that we're gonna actually be together for next week so we'll get our timing down for next week yep but um 
We should start calling it the jacket flap lock. Now I don't understand why it's the the jacket flap lock. Like, why is it called the lapel lock? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what part of it? What what makes sense about that? So, isn't that the one where he just tucks your leg and then cranks up on your face like a like a cross face? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, why do you think it's called the lapel lock? I mean, your your neck's getting stretched. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about the lapel lock, Daniel Bryan. What a weird name. Um. Yeah, he ended up winning that some bitch. Uh, not via that though, right? Ah, uh, no. Win, I believe it was a. It was just a roll up. It was a roll up victory. Are you serious? Yeah. Come on, AJ. You're better than a schoolboy. Yep, <laughs> it was the old uh, winner by roll-up. So Daniel Bryan, re- Bryan retains. Um, there's a lot of pickleheads in the audience. Yeah, I was surprised. Lots of uh, lo- people lots went of down with Teal Bryan. I mean, not, not a shit ton. AJ was still the clear majority. Yeah, but you, like you said, definitely surprising. There were some pickleheads out there. Yep. Um, yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No worries. Uh, next was Dean Ambrose uh, versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, this one was a lot about the announce team. Corey was really going in on Renee. Yeah, they were like that. That was half the match. You were just listening to that over watching the match, and I want to say uh, Cole was like an angry dad. Just shut up and watch the match. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah, it was weird. He was calling them like like the fucking brother and sister or some shit. Yeah, it was definitely like they talked about the weirdest shit. Like he, Corey was talking about um, uh, Dean Ambrose. If he wins this title, he's gonna put it up on his mantle next to the Christmas tree. And Renee told him that they have a Christmas cactus. I, I didn't even catch that. A Christmas cactus. <laughs> yeah. They don't do Christmas trees. They do a Christmas cactus. Perhaps they live in the Southwest. So, yeah, it, it kind of distracted me from the match. Like, it, it was cool. And uh, this match was getting shit on anyway because it had what we call the sandwich slot. Yep. So, the sandwich slot. So, JR calls a sandwich match one of those matches that doesn't really mean anything. That you get up, you make a sandwich, you go take a pee, grab a beer, do whatever you want to do. It's kind of like a break. Yep. So this isn't a sandwich match, but it, it was in the, the typical sandwich slot, which is between the last um, two main Before events. Before the last match, right? Yeah, like I, it's usually like two main event caliber matches, and then they put a crappy match in between it. Yeah. And that's what we call the sandwich slot. So this one, although not a sandwich match, was in the sandwich slot, and you could tell the crowd. The crowd was really out of it. They even a "this is boring" chant started. Yeah, not a loud one, but uh, there was a boring chant started, and Seth took exception to that. Yeah, I mean it wasn't boring. It was it was a good match. I mean, but now that I look back on it, like I really like that as a sandwich match. 
Like, I understand why people want the sandwich slot. Yeah, the Mix Max Challenge would have been perfect for this slot. Yeah, you get your AJ versus your Daniel Bryan, a great match. Tells a great story. Then you need a you need a sandwich match. Take a break. Take a pee. Smoke a cig. Yeah. Especially it, for the live crowd. The live crowd helps sell it to the people watching on TV, so you want them to be happy. Yeah, they might have to run and, and who knows what they gotta do. So they gotta do stuff before the main event. Yeah. So not a not a bad match, but definitely fell victim to the sandwich slot. Hey, we had a uh we had, a, we had an upset here. Yep. Yep. Winner by Dirty Deeds, Dean Ambrose, and your new Intercontinental, Intercontinental Champion. Now, was there any foul play? I don't have any foul play on my stack card. No, no foul play. Wow. Um, I should, like, we both guessed this one wrong, right? Yeah, we both went with Rollins. Yep. I should have listened to Andy. He never watches wrestling, but I was over there one night and he just saw me. He's like, Dean's going to get that title. <laughs> <laughs> he was damn right. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, that was the ups. Was that? Okay, so that was the that was the first upset of the night. The next one we had, your main event, your Oscar versus Charlotte. Versus the champ, the man, Becky Lynch, for the TL a TLC match for the WWE. The only one of the night. Yeah, the only TLC of the TLC pay-per-view for your WWE SmackDown Live Women's Championship. So this match like lived up to the hype totally. I loved it. It was the highlight of the pay-per-view for sure. Yeah, by far. Well, not by far, but it, it was it was damn good. Yeah, Daniel Bryan AJ was pretty good too. Yeah. Um, what were some of the spots they had in this? Ooh, they had a lot of them. Uh, the first time they the ladies were talking a little loud for all these pay per view mics. Um, <laughs> I forget who was doing what to who. I know it's Becky. Oscar and Becky. For sure, and Oscar or Becky was on the ropes, and Oscar was, you know, gonna do the move to her. So she like starts grabbing Becky, getting ready to go, and Becky's like, "Check the ladder, check the ladder." So Oscar like gets off the ropes, turns around, moves the ladder, then she gets back up, gets back on the ropes to get after Becky again, and Becky's like, "Closer, closer," and Oscar just totally ignores that one, like, "Ah, fuck you." Yeah. And just throws her onto the ladder. Yeah. Um, and this happens a lot with the pay-per-view mics, and it really annoys me. Like, they need to just chill out with the micage. Yeah. I don't know what how they're micing up the action. Like, if there's mics on the rig or what. There has but to be. I, I agree with you. Tone it down. Yeah. Um, there was... A, Charlotte had a couple ones. She had a that table. She had that table spot with Becky where she just, she's like, something. I forget what she says. Oh, the man always bounds bows down to a queen and then just slaps the shit out of Becky. Oh uh, yeah, like a great slap. 
And then, uh, so that's on the outside of the ring, lays Becky across the table and then does a, like just a senton off the top rope, right? It was like a penguin flop. It was a penguin flip, for sure. Like someone's scared to jump into the pool, they just kind of, they don't <laughs> jump, they just kind of roll in. That, that's what she did. Because it was a high thing. Yeah. It, it, was, it was to the outside of the ring from the top rope. So she didn't want to jump, because she didn't want to like, overflip. Yeah. Yeah, it, you, you described it perfectly. It was like she was on the edge of the diving board and just rolled off. Yeah. <laughs> you see kids do it at the pool, man. <laughs> so there was that one. Um, oh, Becky had the leg drop off the ladder. That was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Was that on Charlotte or Oscar? I forget. Charlotte. Or wait, wasn't it on both of them? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was on both of them, but Charlotte took the most of it. Uh, so yeah, Becky sets up a ladder. Um, Charlotte and Oscar are on the announce table, and Becky does the leg drop through the announce table, and the, you could tell there just wasn't enough ham and beans. No, uh, behind... the hard smack as well. <laughs> oh, God. She landed on Charlotte and just thud. Table didn't break, and then a split second later, it collapses. Look like yeah. it, it looks extremely painful. Yeah. No, that, that yeah, that was one of the best. That that was a highlight for me because it's Becky doing it. I was yeah. rooting out the man all match. Yeah, and she, then, then shit got hairy. Yeah. Um, unless you had any other spots, I'm gonna get to the end. Of um, I there was more. Uh. She Becky did a Bexploder into a table on Charlotte that was like yeah. just set up on next to the barricade. Oh, and then Charlotte had another good one. She had this full sprint spear on Asuka through the barricade. Yeah, that, that was gnarly. Yeah, and I think that's it. So you can go out with the finish. So then Asuka and Charlotte are, I mean, Charlotte and Becky are climbing in the ladder. Oscar just got knocked off or whatever. She's kind of out of it. Charlotte and Becky are both reaching up for that title, tip to tip. And who comes walking down the aisle? But Miss Rousey from Raw. She comes in with a purpose and tips the some bitch, tips the ladder with Becky and Charlotte on it, causing them. To hit the rope and be stunned. Oscar then seizes the opportunity, climbs up that son of a bitch, and wins the title. Yep, they already had a second ladder set up for her. Yep. And I didn't understand what they were doing when they were doing it. Nope. I was like, why is she setting up a second ladder? But oh well. I'll, I'll let that slide. So that's controversial. Yeah, I was excited about it. Like... I like the way they booked it for the future, for sure. Sucks that Becky lost the title, but perfect for down the road. Like, this is what I want to see. Like, I want to see Ronda and Becky. And then this could open up. I mean, whatever they want to do. They could do Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Or they could do Ronda and Becky. And then Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania. I think I'd rather have it that way. I think they're lining up for the triple threat. Yeah, 
It, I mean, they could for sure line up. You know they love a triple threat at Mania. Yeah. I'm still salty about Becky losing the title. As a Kane fan, I know about being a transition champion as your as your main wrestler, and that shit pisses me off. Yeah. I'm still fired up. Yeah. Five days later. It does suck, but I think, like, Ronda's got to lose the title at some point, and it would make sense to be to Becky. Yeah. She's the only one that it would make sense. So I think I think she'll get it back for sure. But maybe not this one. Maybe the Raw one. For sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So that's, 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 that's TLC. TLC, man. That's it. What did you give it? Overall, I'd say um, three. Three out of five stars. Okay. I always go a little heavy, and I'll do the same. And I'll go 3.5. I really like that TLC match. There was some stiff-ass work going on. Yeah. So, I mean, they were chopping hard. That slap was crazy. Also, with the Daniel Bryan-AJ match, there was some stiff-ass work going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there was some good work. But um, for, a mat, for a pay-per-view called TLC... I don't want you guys just fucking throwing away one of the two TLC matches. Yeah, they really did. And, like, we, we talked about this a little bit, but they, like, tried to make it just like a hard, like, every match has a hardcore stipulation at some point, and that's not the point of TLC. It's to have TLC matches. Yeah. Not a stairs match or a tables match. Yeah. I mean, the women really did it right, though. Oh, yeah, they did. That felt like a TLC match. Yeah, I'm glad they got the main event spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was pretty good. I, I Like, at first, I was really down on it. At the You know, the first half of it, I was like, I don't know. But it got so much better in the second half. So, overall, yeah. I, I dug it. For sure. Kind of uh, went long on the uh, breakdown. So, we got to cruise through Raw and SmackDown. Well, I figured, uh, I figured we would. Because there wasn't much, or I don't think there's much from Raw or SmackDown for me. So, uh, Raw is live from, uh, Sacramento, California. Pay-per-view was in San Jose. Going up the street. And, um, Vince was scheduled to make an appearance to shake things up, quote-unquote. Yep. You want to talk about this opening with Vince? Yeah, so Vince comes out. No chance. So that's what you got. Down out. Yeah. You're up against a machine too strong. Greasy politicians <laughs> buy souls from us all. Puppets. <laughs> God, that's still a great fucking song. Yeah. Uh, so, whenever you hear the boss's music in, you get a little juiced. But, um... Yeah. Vince comes out and just starts announcing the fam. So then you get Stephanie out there. You get Triple H out there. You get Shane O'Mac out there. And basically they're just... They're just... I mean, I felt like I was a little kid or I was an idiot or something. Like, they were just like, We're taking over Raw! And Triple H is like, You're the authority now. We're doing what you want. And it, yeah, they talk about like they've heard our complaints, 
I, I know Vince listens to the podcast. <laughs> yep. So he's heard a couple complaints. But, yeah, uh, like you said, you're talking to us like we're children. And I, I compare it to, like, sitting in a goddamn WWE publicity meeting. Like, it was just it was fucking stupid. Yeah, it really did feel like you were at an employment meeting with managers that were clearly just ignoring you. Like, they're just like... Pull the old bait and switch, like just put the wool over their eyes real quick. Like, oh yeah, we're we're totally listening to you guys, and you know what? We're taking this thing over, and it's gonna be fresh matches and fresh matchups, and you're the authority now, and it's all good. So let's go. <laughs> now, and kayfabe. So do, do like the McMahon family just own everything again? Yeah, yeah. So, like, obviously there was no GM on Raw at that point because Baron Corbin had lost all his authority due to his loss to Braun Strowman at TLC. And Time out. The, yeah? We completely forgot that the hot dog made an appearance. Oh, yeah. The hot at dog. TLC. Yep, that's what we're missing, the hot dog assist. Yep, the hot dog assist. Yep, he finished. FTLC. He finished off the. Be- yeah, you called it. He finished off the beatdown. He gave him a angle slam. Yep. That's what we we're missing. Back from vacay, a fresh hot dog. A fresh hot dog, a hot dog assist. So that's that's why that's what we were missing with that match. Um, but uh, yeah, back to uh, the McMahon family corporate meeting. So yeah, they. So there wasn't a GM on Raw, and then on SmackDown they relieved Paige of her duties. So I guess uh, the McMahon family's running everything now. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. So that, that could that could um end up being an authority role in the future for WrestleMania. Yeah, like I'm not hating on it. Like it was exciting to see Vince and everything and like it felt like complete bullshit, but hopefully I mean obviously, I mean it's but I'm saying like it felt like it was business as usual. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they do become a big part of it. Uh, so like we never know. I mean, in, in two months, if nothing happens, we can complain about it. But for right now, I'm keeping open mind. For sure. <clears throat> so then uh, Corbin interrupts, and uh, he's just kissing ass like Angle used to to McMahon. Remember when Angle used to kiss McMahon's ass back in the Attitude Era? Oh yeah. This is a similar yeah. ass kissing. It really that was trying to do. It really was, and it lasted forever. Corbin's program, or not program, his uh, promo just kept going and going and going. 
Yeah, it went to commercial break mid, like after he came out, they went to commercial break, which I found odd. And I think that rattled them because, like, I don't know if they were interacting with the fans during the commercial break. They had to have been because the crowd was all riled up against Corbin. They came back from commercial and, like, Corbin could not get a word in because every time he started talking, they would boo, the fans would boo him mercilessly. And, like, instead of talking through it, he, he showed some of his inexperience. He got so rattled that Triple H had to force-feed him his line, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it was really it was really weird. For me, it went way too long. Yeah. But, whatever. After that, uh... He, so he so Corbin's basically bitching that TLC wasn't fair. He wants re- reinstated as GM. Uh, the McMahons get together and agree that he gets another chance if he beats Kurt Angle with special guest ref Heath Slater. Um, the match starts. Triple H comes back out, says it's a handicap match, and then Rude, Gable, and Apollo Crews come out. Then after a few minutes, Shane comes back out and says it's Says, oh, by the way, it's no disqualification. So the same exact thing that happened on TLC happens on Raw. All those guys yeah. and Kurt beat down uh, Corbin. Kurt hits him with an angle slam. Wins. And then hits him with another angle slam through a table afterwards. Yeah, so we have more hot dogs. So I just thought it was weird that we just got a speech about how things are going to be different. They ran the exact same thing they ran at TLC. Yeah, I mean, I think they disguised it well as like being a just a ass kicking that everyone wanted to see. Yeah. You know, the kids especially they probably hate Corbin. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So it's like that. I, I liken it to the Attitude Era when we we got to see Triple H finally get his come up and somehow like Mick Foley. Oh yeah, if you're living turn a, the tables on him. Oh yeah, if you're living a kayfabe only lifestyle, you would hate Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what is he doing? He's ruining all your matches. Yeah, he totally is. He's so unfair. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so the next thing was uh, Ambrose promo and he makes a he talks some shit uh, calling out Rollins Rollins not answering so he makes an open challenge for the IC title to anyone besides Rollins that sets up Tyler Breeze coming out the last time you saw Breeze uh, it's been forever, but you know he was at NXT doing like an important spot, so I wonder if he's getting a small push. Okay, but I don't so know. Yeah, uh, they they have a match. Uh, what's that say? Oh yeah, Ambrose. Like it's it's a basically a squash match, extended squash match. Yep. But Ambrose retains, uh, and then talks some more shit to Seth. And uh, Rollins' music hits again. I th- or for the first time, Rollins' music hits, so Dean's expecting him to come out. And then one of his gas mask boys, one of Dean's entourage, comes in the ring, ends up being Rollins, and attacks him from behind. Yep, so Rollins, comes, Rollins is one of the gas mask boys. Do they have names for those guys yet? No, not that I 
so yeah, attacks him from behind, gets the best of him, and Dean just kind of slinks out of there. Yep, so that's that. Nothing nothing huge. No. They did have some cool announcements after that, though. Uh, they got some new people coming to WWE. Heavy Machinery, Nikki Cross, uh, EC3. Uh, there was another female. Do you remember? Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Yep, so that was cool. I like Heavy Machinery a lot. I'm excited for that. Those are That's some ham and beans. You want some ham and bean boys? Yeah, I, I think their um, motto is Steaks and Weights. Yeah, Steaks and Weights. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's... That. No, no, this is exactly what I want. And hopefully they get, like... Hopefully they just don't get buried. Hopefully Seriously. this fucking... What would be great if nothing else comes out of this McMahon takeover is some good tag team action. Yeah, old school. From Raw, because Raw has nothing right now. They got AOP, and they got Bobby, and they got Rude and Gable. Yep. Um, So that's cool. Hopefully Heavy Machinery goes to Raw. That's what I want to see. They also announced Sami Zayn returning soon. And uh, Kevin Owens. Hell yeah. So I was super excited to see KO. Um, I think the only other thing from Raw was the gauntlet. Yeah, this was made by a, a Rousey promo coming out talking about being a real champ and makes an open challenge. So she wants to make a tradition of having an open challenge after pay-per-view. I think she was just spitballing that idea. Yeah. Steph comes out and <laughs> makes a eight-woman gauntlet match. Yeah, this was interesting to me because, like, every other open challenge in WWE history, I'm always like, why is there only one guy that wants to do this? Yeah. And uh, finally they addressed it. Yeah. Yep, here's eight women. They all want it. So they're go- Steph says you're going to have a gauntlet match, which is not a fair way to go about it at all. No. So we, we get a strong push at the beginning of the gauntlet match from Bailey. She takes down uh, Alicia Fox to start with. Yep. Takes down Dana Brooke. And then stumbles to Mickey James. Mickey James takes over. Which I saw that one coming. Yep. The thing about a gauntlet match is you need to have heels versus faces still, so there's a formula to it. Yeah, plus you, you know- never you never know who's coming next. Yeah, and you know, like, so I'm, I'm thinking, like, Bailey's not going all the way. So, so, so who's gonna be the first one to get her? So it's like it's not gonna be Alicia Fox. It's not gonna be Dana Brooke. And then you're like, okay, Mickey James. Yeah, I can see that. So she's gonna win. Yeah, and they they were really pushing her being dogged by that third match too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was dogging it, Pat. So then Mickey James takes over, and uh, Ember Moon. Gets the best of Mickey. Did she uh, do a fucking eclipse in this one? Yeah, that's how she won. Nice. And then Ember Moon, the face, takes on Natty Ice. Which I I Natty's still a face. So that's interesting. Yeah, yep, she's a face. Kind of breaks my formula. (laughs) But uh, Natty, Natty gets the better of her and moves on. And then you get your face heal. There you go. 
rare transition, but we're back into it because it's Natty versus Ruby Riot. Yep. And I remember, like, right when this part of it was getting introduced, they're going to commercial, and like Ruby Riot's coming down with the Riot Squad, and Cole fucking threw you for a teaser loop, and he's like, "But is Ruby Riot the one that's gonna enter?" And then they cut to commercial, and we come back, and Ruby Riot's wrestling. I'm like, "You son of a bitch, Cole." Yeah. <laughs> you got me. Yep. So Natty uh, gets over Ruby. That's her second win in a row. And then last is Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah, she was the eighth one, wasn't she? Yeah. So at this point, I was legitimately, I didn't know who was going to win. Yeah, it, like, because this, this match at this point is scheduled for next week. We, we know that this has become the main event. Like, at first I thought they were going to go through the gauntlet and then take on Ronda after that, and that seemed incredibly unfair. So, but they, they, yeah. by this point in the match, they advertise the winner next will we'll get a title shot next week with Ronda. Yep, and I like the way they booked it, because like I said, at this point I didn't know who was going to win. And they and they let, the, they let Natty and Sasha go for a decent amount of time, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, they let it play out both ways. Like, oh shit, who's going to win, you know? Especially for a Christmas Eve match. I can see both of these girls taking on Ronda for a Christmas Eve Raw, you know? Oh, yeah. So, Natty wins. So, Natty ends up going over. She wins via sharpshooter, of course, which is cool. Uh, So, you got Natalia versus Ronda Rousey at the Christmas Eve Raw. And they're friends. Yeah, so that makes it interesting. I'm glad that it's, I'm glad that Natalia finally is getting a little shine. Yeah, is she going by Natalia Night Nightheart now? I don't know if they're fully invested in that, but they're definitely playing with it. Yeah, they're toying with it. I've heard it a couple times for sure. Um, at the end of this one, they announced some matches for next week. So next week, if you notice, they're announcing a lot of matches. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but next week's Raw and SmackDown aren't going to be live. They are not going to be? No, they're doing, like, tapings. Really? <clears throat> yeah, they're finally letting them have some holiday time off. Well, that's wild. I didn't hear that aspect. I don't know if it's supposed to, I don't know if it's known, but I, I read it somewhere, and I believe it. Because they're announcing a lot of matches. It's like a house show. Yeah, they they, they, they told you like four matches that Raw's going to have. I didn't write them down or anything, but I I think it's enough to like say, hey, don't fucking sleep on the Christmas episode. Yeah, it's uh, Seth versus Baron Corbin. Uh, is that right? Why would they do that? Beats the hell out of me. Uh, Finn... Is that right? I don't know. The next, yeah, we'll see. Then you got Finn, Dolphin, Drew, Triple Threat. Then you got Elias versus Lashley in a street fight. Oh, uh, yeah, what, what kind of street fight? Uh, Miracle on 34th Street Street Fight. Yep. <laughs> I, like that, I like that name. Yeah, and then uh, they also advertise Paul Heyman appearance. Oh, that's right. So that'll be cool. So yeah, overall, Raw was okay. I like I expected a little bit more from the uh, 
the McMahon return. Well, no, I didn't expect more. I just wanted more. You know what I mean? Like, every time he comes back, it's usually pretty small. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, for some reason, the last time they've done it, it's been pretty chill. But, like, I was hoping for more, but it was kind of cool. Like, we'll see how it plays out. I'm optimistic. I like how on SmackDown they had the McMahon family office. But, like, clearly only Vince was there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, wasn't it an old school dressing room, too? Yeah, it looked like an old shot. I liked it. That's awesome. <clears throat> So yeah, SmackDown, uh, this week, I don't have much from SmackDown, but I had a bad, like, I've just been so busy, uh, like, catering jobs and stuff I'm prepping for, and, um, I just, I I didn't watch it a lot, like, I definitely didn't watch it straight through, I haven't even seen the main event, so you might have to help me out a lot about, a a lot here. Yeah, It, it wasn't anything special, but, um. It started out, I don't know if you caught the start, but it started out with a Shane McMahon up on a soapbox talking to the locker room. Yeah, that's when he <laughs> relieved Paige of her duties, right? Is that what he did? Is that was the purpose of it? Well, he was like riling up the locker room, but he, I know he did that at the end. It sounds like <laughs> only New Day was the only ones responding. Like, they had Daniel Bryan in the front row looking looking fucking cross as hell yeah New Day was hilarious like Big E was like eating a muffin the whole time <laughs> yeah they were really the only ones selling it yeah they're, they're so good man god yeah they are when they when they disband it's gonna be so sad yeah maybe they never will that'd be sweet who knows dude I mean they go on quite a while They've gone forever, but it always ends nowadays, but maybe not. So then um, Becky comes out, calls out Rhonda. Charlotte comes out, talks some shit to Becky. Asuka comes out, talks some shit. And then... No chance! That's what you got! (laughs) For the second time in this many days, we see the boss. Yep. And uh, I gotta stop the program because he stops on the ramp to talk on the mic. And there is a sign to Vince's right, like in the background, hanging over the railing that says, where's the hot dog? Are you serious? That guy gets the show. (laughs) That's amazing. I didn't even notice it. Where's the hot dog? When Vince McMahon stops and starts to talk... This guy's perfectly in frame with, like, half his sign. It says, where's the hot dog? Okay, well, I'll definitely find that and screenshot it. Awesome. <laughs> so he comes out. Well, he comes out and uh, basically just announces Oscar's going to have a title match tonight. Not against Charlotte, not against Becky, but against Naomi. And that son of a bitch... This is something Vince normally doesn't do, but that's something Vince starts right now. Yeah. Yeah, the the really nice Vince is so weird. Yeah. I think it's... Completely different aspect than I'm used to. No, I think if he, like, really is going to do this, he's just going to do that for a while, and then he's going to turn. 
Yeah, that's how he does it. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna make him cold. All these, all the bullshit he has to deal with. Yeah. So, Oscar and Naomi is a pretty good match. Charlotte and Becky are sitting ringside. Next to commentary, but not at commentary yet again. Just sitting there and fucking swinging off his chair, rotating off his chairs. Yep, and we need we need Byron Saxon back. Yeah, we do. He, but, uh, he was out again. Uh, you don't like Otunga? No, I like Byron a lot better. Yeah, he's got he, him and Corey worked well together. Yeah, it's 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 they've formed quite the chemistry, and it's different without him. Yeah, I agree. Um, Oscar ends up winning the bitch via submission. Well, what's her submission? This one's easy. That's just the Oscar lock. Oh yeah, I should remember that. <laughs> <laughs> My question is. Becky doesn't get a fucking rematch clause? I don't know. I'm that... just a mark, but I'm <laughs> still salty about the title transition. Where's my rematch? Yeah, that is a good question. That was never brought up, was it? Becky said something funny in a promo, too. She, uh, I don't remember. That's funny, though, that that was never brought up, so they must have a plan for that. Like, they probably didn't say it for a reason. Yeah. But yeah, Asuka wins via submission. She retains. Uh, that's it with that. That was basically the high point of the show, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. There's not much else. I mean, that you know, there was some Miz and Vince stuff. Like, Miz trying to convince him that Shane and him would be a great team. Vince just doesn't give a shit. And just puts him in a match with, uh, puts him in a tag match to prove himself, which ends up being Miz and Mandy Rose versus Mella and R-Truth, and Miz and Mandy win, uh, via skull-crushing finale. So there wasn't, there wasn't much there. Uh, there was a Jeff Hardy, uh, Samoa Joe promo. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stop you and backtrack for a second. Yeah. Uh, when the Miz had his promo events, that was when you saw the old school locker room like you're talking about. Yep, yep. And also, I, I love Miz's uh, playing this uh, relationship like baby, the trophy's a baby type role. Yeah. And he, he was asking Vince for his blessings. Yeah. Like that's the father of the bride or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pure comedy. Man. Yeah, it's great. No, Miss is great. Yeah, I don't know if I'm deaf or what, but Vince was talking super quiet during that part. Yeah, he was, I and mean, he just slammed the door in Miss's face. Too. Yeah, that was good. The air from the door blew his hood off. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> so that was well executed, actually. Yeah that that was that was the second I like. Was that promo? Not the match. The match was just silly. Yeah, the match was nothing. Uh, then you had Usos come out and give a promo, and then Gallows and Anderson came out. Said they ain't been on SmackDown in fucking six months because 
they listen to the podcast too, and they they were repeating what I've said about how it's just the, those three, Usos, New Day, Bar. Yep. Week in and week out. So they end up having a match with the Usos. Yep, and as they meet nose to nose in the ring, the announcer informs us that the McMahon family has officially sanctioned this match. <laughs> yeah, what so the hell? We're good to go. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the green light. Because <laughs> yeah. we were confused at where this was headed. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't quite figure it out. But this is this is a pretty good match. Um, I think it was it was basically a match to get to the end. Um like where it all fell apart, you know, that was the important part of the story. Yeah. But I, I hope Gallus and Anderson get a more featured role. I hope that's part of this change. Oh yeah, me too, dude. The, yeah, this the SmackDown and Raw Raw is worse, I think. SmackDown's tag is better. But still not a lot of like you said, there's only three things going on. There's only three people. Uh, but Raw only has two, so I guess they're doing a little better. Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the, after that, there's nothing. Is the main event, which was AJ and Mustafa Ali, who has just signed with SmackDown. Did oh, you catch that? Yeah, I did catch that. And we should probably mention back to the... Uh, the tag teams that uh, Sanity ends up... So the bar ends up coming out to interfere in the match. Before the bar can get to the ring, Sanity comes out and just beats down everybody. Um, and then Sanity leaves. Then the bar comes back in to beat up all the uh, you know the wounded New Day. Or I'm sorry, the wounded Usos and the wounded Good Brothers. Um so they so they're definitely like you were saying definitely making a point to feature the tag team at least in one episode because we did get yeah. to see sanity as well. Yeah. And uh yeah, I like that. I mean, like you said sanity got a spot and Gals and Anderson got their first spot on SmackDown in 6 months, so. Yeah. Yep, so yeah, go back to what you were saying. Yeah, Mustafa Ali gets a permanent signing on SmackDown, so that's pretty sweet. So yeah, the day, the main event I never got to see. I ran out of time and I was busy all night. So you have to let me know what happened in that one. Eh, it was AJ and Ali versus Daniel Bryan and uh, Andrade Cien. It's pretty typical. Um, there's, some, there's some good spots. Uh, is Otunga from Chicago area? I don't know. Did he say something? Like he was proudly repping Ali being from Chicago. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Throughout this match, like at one point, like when Ali was coming out, um, he's like, "My buddy Doug from Chicago, blah 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 blah." Like trying to make a good point, Corey's like, "Oh, well, good for your buddy Doug." <laughs> <laughs> like he tried to name drop some guy from Chicago named Doug. Good for your buddy Doug. Uh, he's from Elgin, Illinois. Oh yeah, that's Chicago land. Yep, so you're right. And, yeah, after, um, ended up Ali got a 5-4 on Daniel Bryan and got the 1-2-3 over Daniel Bryan. Really? Pinned him clean? Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. Oh, yeah, I mean, AJ did a lot of work, too. Oh, like, sure. it's, it's, a, it's a decent match. Nothing too special, but it is a decent match. Good main event. And Otunga was, he was pumped. He's like, hell yeah, Chi-Town, stand up. <laughs> That's awesome. It looks like, it sounds like Otunga really turned it on for this match, because he's usually he pretty he, quiet. He, he's, he's proud to have a Chicago boy in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go back and rewatch that one. I like the sound of that. When I find a minute tomorrow, I'm going to rewatch it. The 5-4 wasn't the best. He kind of landed on his knees. But, I mean, it's a hard-ass move. So is it called the five four zero or what's it called? Maybe that was what they're calling it. Five, like, uh, like I say, I'm terrible with special names nowadays. Like five forty. Would that make sense? Yeah, it's supposed to be a it's a five forty, but like backwards. Like yeah. he's standing in a moonsault position on the top rope, and the guy's nice and close, like a kid been shooting star. Yeah. And then he jumps backwards, and then does a four uh, four fifty. So five forty, whatever the fuck it's called. So like, oh, four fifty. Oh, so it's like an inverted four fifty. Yeah, an inverted four fifty, exactly. So it's probably the four five zero. Okay. So, so what do you so what do you think was the better show this week, SmackDown or Raw? I would. Oh Jesus! Overall. Yeah, it's a tough call. Raw. I would say Raw. Yeah, I would too, just for the uh, excitement about the future for this McMahon angle. Yep, and uh, you had, uh, for Raw, you had that gauntlet, which I'm not a fan of a gauntlet as a main event. That Gauntlets are meant for bottom card, just for exposure in short stints, but they, they made it work, and... Uh, I kind of like the Ambrose Ambrose thing with the open challenge and shit. Yeah, it wasn't much. It wasn't much, but it gave a little more than what was already there. Yep. Yeah, I'm just excited for uh, Vince. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to Raw as well this week. So SmackDown's been a little slack in these last couple weeks. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, that's that's the week that was. Uh, before we get into our hardcore holidays, let's do a quick 30-second Bulls update. 
update. Bulls fans! Yeah? It's uh, another sad week for the Bulls. Let's see, did we get a win this week? Um, no. I don't think we did. Nope. What was the record last week? Do, that, do you recall? No. Okay, well, let me let me flip through. I thought we got one win. Oh, we did. We got a win this week, Bulls fans, against an upset at San Antonio. The red hot team trying to survive in that wild Western Conference, San Antonio. This was a game played without Zach Levine, who is injured. He injured himself in Mexico City. He will be out two to four weeks, which at this point is one to three weeks. But the Bulls got a win, 98-93. Uh, they were down big in the first half, and the San Antonio Spurs went to sleep, which is uncharacteristic of Greg Popovich's Spurs. But they went to sleep, and the Bulls came back on them. Uh, Lowry had 24 points and Dunn had 23. Besides that, it's been a sad week, Bulls fans. They went on to lose to Oklahoma City. Then... They lost to Brooklyn last night. We are sitting in last place, Bulls fans. Last place in the NBA right now at 7-25. and 25. Oh, my God. Your prediction. Woo, it's your prediction starting off, to hurt. Hot off the Bulls press, Bobby Portis is injured. He is out two to four weeks after coming back and playing seven games. Whoa. Jabari Parker is on the trading block. Have not seen the light of day from him. We might now, because Portis is injured, but we might not. Jim Borland doesn't like his style one bit. Out of the rotation. See you later, Jabari. <laughs> Maybe jump over a phone book sometime. So it's, 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 it's pretty sad. Yeah, I'm looking I'm here. I'm getting frustrated with the Bulls right now. Oh, I mean, obviously. I'm looking back here. And unless I'm mistaken... No, there's no way. Hold on. Okay. No, I was wrong. Never mind. I I, I swear, I was looking at the schedule. I was like, have they not won since November 21st against the Suns? Oh, hell no. That was, that was probably our fifth win of the year. <laughs> They've won a lot since then. What am yeah. I talking about? Um, yeah, that that is sad for sure, man. So it's it's Levine and it's Bobby Portis and who else? Is that the two that are injured? Dunn, too? No, Dunn's in. So Everyone else is in, but Jabari's out of rotation. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with the... Portis injury. This this is the last game that Portis injured himself. So it's basically the the marketing show. Yeah, and Boylan uh, when asked about it today, would he commit to putting Jabari back in? So I think he's going to keep him off. Wow. Because they're they're trying to trade his ass, and there's a couple teams interested. The Knicks and the Jazz are rumored to be interested. So we'll see what comes of that. 
Seven. What did you say the record was? Seven and twenty-five. There are three teams in the NBA with seven wins: Hawks, Bulls, and Suns. And the Cavs have eight wins. So it's Good a battle God. for last place. But the Bulls have the most losses among the seven team, uh, seven win teams. Excuse me. So they're in dead last. God, that's pathetic. Sure is. Man, your your original prediction isn't looking so good anymore. Nope, not with the injured Bulls and the coaching change and all that jazz. Well, go Bears. Yeah, go Bears, dude. Go Bears, man. That's what we're holding on to. Well, so, go ahead. So, uh, real quick on, on the Bears. I was out Christmas shopping, like I said at the top of the show today. And uh, one thing I want to give for Jim, who doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say it is a Cleo Mack shirt. This okay. is something I have to get at Northwoods because I went into the finish line at the mall, and as I'm walking in, this this older, tall ass dude walks in, like with his family. He's a dad of a family and walks in with his family just to the front door. He doesn't even look around. He's like, you know what your problem is? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what your problem is? You got all this Bronco stuff up here, but you were completely forgetting about the champions of the NFC North. Where's the bad stuff at? And that's exactly what I was thinking. And I didn't even get further than the front door. I turned around and left. I'm like, yeah, man. You pointed out. That's what I'm looking for, too. So I'm out of here. That is amazing. It's like, y'all ain't selling any of that because what the Broncos doing this year. Yeah. <laughs> you know what your problem is? I love how he just addresses the entire store. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even walk to the store, but he came in the doorway with his whole family. Like, I saw him. <laughs> He's like, hold on, we're, pull- we're pulling in here really quick on our way out of the mall. I need to say this one real quick. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it, it, especially in Denver to hear that, like, a Bears fan just shouting out like that, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is hilarious because it makes perfect sense that there's Broncos shit there. You're in Denver. Oh, yeah, but Chicago's got a lot of transplants out here, dude. Oh yeah, there should be a little bit of Chicago shit in there. They didn't have any jerseys or anything. No, that is weird. That's what the problem is. Yep. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you, Jeff, for that amazing thirty-second Bulls update. They're terrible. (laughs) Go Bears. Bear down. Bear down. That's all we gotta say. Bear down. Um. We got to get to our hardcore holidays segment real quick before we put a bow on this fucker. Hell yeah. What does everybody want? Oh, oh you got that right. Oh, gosh almighty. Oh, man. Look, Look at the eyes. Look at his face. He's got him in the throat. It's only a vampire. Oh, my God. My God. My God. My God. This week, we're going to break down... Uh, Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley, ECW, Guilty as Charged 2000. Is this a fan request? Yeah, this is uh, this is our loyal listener, Lucha, Li- Lucha Libre, um, messaged me. 
He's a big Mike Awesome guy, so he recommended this one. And I had, I've been sleeping on Mike Awesome. I remember him a little bit from WCW, like in this like Team Canada faction. And then I remember him like doing some stuff with Insane Clown Posse in WCW. Um, do you remember him at all? No, I always, as a kid, I always confused him with Mr. Perfect. <laughs> this dude is reckless as shit. Yeah, he is. Like I was watching, he uh, he gave us some other me some other matches to look at, and I was watching other stuff, and it was just insane. Like he's oh, huge. There's, there's a general theme. It's not just this match. No, like he's just reckless as hell, and he's huge. Like this guy looks like, like like he was saying, it's like a Brock Lesnar type of guy. Yeah, he's a he's a big boy. He's a classic '90s wrestler beefcake. Yeah. All upper body, baby. Yeah. So, um, like I said, this is Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley. Mike Awesome's the current ECW world champion at this point. Escorted by a fella named Judge Jeff Jones. And um, did you catch Mike Awesome's music? I caught Spike Dudley's music being a clear ripoff of Highway to Hell. <laughs> like clear as day. The only thing different was a slight change in the rhythm. It was like Queen and Vanilla Ice. Yeah. If you if you go if you go back and watch this, listen to Spike Dudley's intro. But no, uh, what was Mike Awesome's? I'm trying to recall. It was like a made like it was a song made for him. It's amazing. It's like awesome. Duh, duh. Like I don't even I can't remember. Oh, the lyrics. that's right. Yeah. I can't remember yeah, the lyrics. Champs. Yeah, it's a chant song. But it is a yeah. If you go, but if anybody's watching this. Take a good listen to music, because his music is hilarious. Yep. And this one starts out, like, right off the bat. The match starts, Mike Awesome immediately grill a presses Spike and throws him through a table. And then because they... technically before the match, but yeah, he, he fucking... <laughs> what, what's that shit called? They have him just, like, flat up, holding him up like that. Uh, Gorilla Press, right? Yeah, that sounds right. He gorilla pressed him from inside the ring to a table outside the ring. Yeah, and then the second move was a toss over the rope, like just you know a general toss over the rope, like Royal Rumble style, but through two tables. Yep, stack tables. <laughs> Not two tables lying next to each other, vertical tables. Yeah. So this shit was reckless. The floor was just was there mats or was it just concrete? There was no mats, and I don't know why there was no mats. <laughs> I the mean, mats didn't have a main event feel, but I'm not that familiar with ECW, and they were in Birmingham, Alabama. And yeah, it wasn't the hugest of crowds. No, I'm not familiar with ECW at all. Like when, like that was totally out of my, uh, like out of my viewing as a kid. Like I don't even know if they televised that, or I don't know anything about it. Like, I know a little bit about it, obviously. I've watched some matches on the network. But, yeah. like, I, I mean, I remember WWE and WCW on TV. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not ignorant to ECW. We we know of it. We just didn't watch it as kids. So yeah, like like you said, it was, wasn't was easy to come by. Yeah. Um, Mike Awesome's clotheslines are some serious shit. Yeah, they are. Intense. Spike Dudley's like a rag doll out there too. So when he clotheslined, like they they commented on it, you fold him in half. 
Yeah. I mean, Spike was crazy, dude. He, he did a... He just, like, threw himself... Like, Mike Awesome's wandering around on the outside, and he just throws himself, like, basically like a shoulder block from the top rope to the outside. Just lands on the concrete all awkward. Yeah. There was another one. Did you notice the one where Mike... So, Mike Awesome's in ring. Spike Dudley's outside the ring, and Mike Awesome does... uh like a springboard, like AJ Styles, in in an AJ Styles fashion, like a springboard clothesline. And when he does the clothesline, he slips on the beer-soaked floor and just jacks his head on the concrete. Yeah, so Spike was outside in the audience, and he was trying a long-distance Shane McMahon-type leap. Yeah, and he made but, it. Yeah, he made it, but <laughs> that front row of people, like, there's beer spills. Yeah. So, like, with that type of concrete, like in an arena concrete, if you have anything liquid like that, man, you're slipping. Yeah. And he came in He came in shooting. And he, yeah, like you said, he just fell, smacked his fucking head on the concrete, man. Yeah, and just, that guy's clearly crazy. Probably both of them. They're but... both, like, just throwing, like, there's like audience interaction almost like they were getting thrown into laps and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just wrestling back then, especially like this kind of stuff was just looks so much different. Yeah. Like it just, there's no regard to safety. No, it's like, Oh, we're just going to go out there and just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Do you think they're improvising a lot? Oh, for sure. That's what it seemed to me too. For sure. Um, and the barricades were so flimsy, and there's so much work with the barricades, like over the barricades, into the barricades, and like they would just get pushed into the crowd. Like, how is that legal? Yeah. Speaking of the crowd, like so many RVD 420 shirts. Were there? Yeah, that I need. I need an RVD 420 shirt for sure. Hell yeah. Um, Spike does like a coup de gras type of move, but. Instead of doing how Finn does it, where he, like, clearly, like, slides off their chest and lands on his butt. And, like, you know, he's not trying to kill him. But, no, Spike just jumps directly onto his sternum and just stands there. Just sticks the landing. Yeah. Which he used to do that in WWE, too, didn't he? Spike? Yeah. I don't know if he did that in WWE or not. Now that I just mentioned it, I remember him doing it. But maybe not. Um, Spike's move, his special move, was called the acid drop at this point. We refer to it as a Dudley, Dudley dog or Dudley frog. Yep, but acid drop. Um, there were so many attempted acid drops. Yeah. How many <laughs> did he hit? Just one? I don't know, man. There was one. He attempted like ten. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I know there was one where he went for another one, then Mike got out of it and just throws him through a table on the outside, which Spike barely hits the table and just lands directly on the concrete again. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, right, right, so this is getting towards the finish, Mike, uh, Mike Awesome gets another table, puts it in the ring, Spike reverses an Awesome Bomb, goes for another acid drop which Mike Awesome reverses, 
and just hits him with another one of his wicked clotheslines. And then um, Mike Awesome Awesome bombs him off the top rope through the table, which was amazing. So Mike Awesome wins, retains his title. Uh, how dangerous did that awesome bomb off the top rope look? Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> was Everything sweet. in this match is so dangerous. <laughs> it was amazing. For the limited amount of weapons that were involved and like almost... There's almost a lack of blood throughout the match. Or what? Like, there wasn't blood featured or anything. Like, there was a cut on Spike and a small cut on Mike. Yeah. Spike and Mike. But no, it was just a reckless ass match. It was a great suggestion. I love this match. Yeah. Solid suggestion for the holidays of hardcore. Yep. Uh, what was weird was the announcers, after the awesome bomb, the announcers didn't say anything. Really? They went silent like <laughs> New Day WWE? I don't know what they did, man. Like, after, like, by the time the ref held his arm up, I think they were talking again. But, like, I mean, that was a crazy spot. Like, usually, you know, people are going crazy and then they count the one, two, three. They just didn't say anything. Huh. It was very odd. I don't know if their mics cut out or who knows. Oh, um. Do you have a PlayStation 4 when you watch on the network? Yeah. So you know that, like, if you go to pay-per-views, they have, like, little spots so you can scroll through the matches easy, right? Yeah, yep. If you scroll to the beginning of this match, they start with a promo, or, like, mid-promo, that the uh, announcers, AJ Styles, or BJ Styles, and uh, whoever that other guy is with the long hair. Cyrus. Yeah, Cyrus. And uh, yeah, they're talk. They're like hyping up this match and showing like Mike Awesome. I don't, did he? I don't know if he struck a woman or what. <laughs> like yeah, Spike Dudley's girl or whatever. Yeah, like, maybe. We came in mid mid promo, so I'm a little confused. But then, uh, like, yeah, not BJ Styles, but the other long haired announcer is like playing the heel role. So he's like trying to justify Mike Awesome's actions and like. Clearly, he got something in the headset, like, saying, shut the fuck up, because he was almost condoning violence against women. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Watch this 20 years later, you look like a damn fool, man. Cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, he went by Cyrus. He was in WWF, Cyrus the Virus, I think. Oh, really? Does that ring a bell? Nah. Uh, his real name's, like, he's been on JR's podcast. Uh... He works for Impact Wrestling now, like the old TNA. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's like in their creative, I believe. So okay. so he's still doing it. Yeah, because I didn't recognize him at all. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know. I, like, I, I looked him up for the same reason, and then I saw the, his real name, and I was like, oh, I've heard that guy talk before. But yeah, that was a good-ass match. Good-ass suggestion for the Hardcore Holidays. I had a lot of fun with that one. And if, you, if you're if you not into Mike Awesome, check him out, because this dude is reckless. I was watching other matches. It was intense. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll check him out. For sure. I think that about does it. Bri, you got anything else to add? Hang in there, Bulls fans. <laughs> Hey, get their Bulls fans and go Bears.
Go Bears. Bear down. All right. Happy holidays. Yep. Happy holidays. Jeff's coming home in a couple days, so the next episode uh, will be a live, actual live recording of the two of us. That'll be cool. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, we'll keep it rolling. If you like what you hear, subscribe and follow. Uh, rate Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Instagram. Do it now. Do it now and go Bears. Bear down. Night, night. Night, night. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.